Right. Um, hello and welcome to episode two of Sicko Mode, a communist quarantine podcast. I am once again Siang, and and I am Jay Willer, and it is a very <laughs> special episode of the world's um, first and best communist quarantine podcast. I don't know about it, first, Siang? but definitely the best. I think we were in there first. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's a very special episode because we are waiting on tenterhooks for a very special probably terrible announcement by yeah. boris johnson bj live from downing street yeah triple x rated he's gonna <laughs> drop it like it's hot everyone's mm. saying that the big lockdown is coming but we're gonna make yeah. predictions as to precisely what that lockdown is gonna look like so uh do you want to go first Shall i go first you go for it okay right well Predictions, um, there's going to be a lot of umming and ahhing, uh, Boris Johnson trying to make everything sound like it's all going well and it's under control, but we obviously know that's not true. Uh, as you were saying last time, the mainly the only thing that the British state is capable of is putting more bugs on the beat, so... <laughs> yeah. Uh, increase, like, punitive powers, more like, you know individualized shaming telling everyone off for going outside um it's gonna be really fun um yeah don't know what about you well so i hope that they're gonna announce basically a complete shutdown of everything Mm. and everything that is essential to human life they're gonna nationalize it but what i'm imagining is they're going to appoint jeff bezos as the new (laughs) crisis in productions are yeah and drones will drop off all your food deliveries from now on it's going to be a technocracy but the technocracy yeah. will be like jeff bezos and the ceos of like tesco sainsbury's and Astra. yeah i think everyone will have a tesco's branded robocop living in their home that they have to <laughs> self-isolate alexa with. will become like the deep state exactly yeah. would you like to hear a joke the joke is a boot stamping on a human face forever. Th- uh, thanks, thanks, Alexa. Are we going to get let out yeah. today? No. no. You stay inside now. Am I allowed to leave? No, absolutely not. No. Alexa, open my door. No. <laughs> no, and we all work for like 14 hours a day doing data input. Yeah, so... Silicon Valley takes over the whole world. Well, okay, but so, so oh, yeah. it's, it's about to happen. We're going live, 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 live to Downing live, Street. Live. So let's catch back up in a second after we've seen the announcement. Okay. okay. Wow. <laughs> Wow. So I was like, we were also on Zoom when we were watching it, but Joe was like mm-hmm. two minutes ahead. And I just kept remembering going, oh, no. <laughs> oh. So it was a very know, it exciting was... viewing experience for me. I was gobsmacked. Yeah, and yeah. you kept seeing me react in an extremely boomer fashion. Like I was seeing <laughs> some kind of very despairing yeah uh exotic film or something yeah um um you know to be fair i felt it but it was good because i really hate spoilers so i basically found out what was going on 
before yeah. it happened and it's uh, as we predicted very tragic <laughs> well yeah i didn't know it was going to be that serious because you and i have been uh pleading yeah from the dark gods for, for a lockdown <laughs> begging and pleading and we, but now we've got the lockdown and it's like damn i mean it's what i wished for but now that it's here it's like oh it really does suck um yeah so uh you know i am currently uh not in my home <laughs> i am at my girlfriend's house um, because as i've mentioned oh, in the previous episode i was going to get the train to hollytown and her mom was going to pick me up um my train ride actually all right there was hardly anyone there it was like one person per carriage felt great <clears throat> obviously now uh <laughs> who knows if i will return Ever. yeah you just moved in with your girlfriend it just got a lot more serious you've been quarantined together yeah now i'm part of this yeah. household good times. It's a lot of people's dreams just to um take that next step and go into uh co-quarantine just for me and my girlfriend and her mom yeah just the, just the three of you <laughs> just the three of us well she is at her boyfriend's house at the moment oh really yeah well you imagine that they'll allow her to <laughs> come, come back, back to her house it's like two streets away yeah <laughs> but it's, it's hard it's hard to say how stringent this is going to be because yeah yeah, because how much of a police state do the Tories really have? They allow a lot. They rely a lot on coercive Yeah, it was uh, like power. the Labour policy that I really felt very bad, like leafleting all these people with our leaflets saying we're going to put more bobbies in the beat, more police on the streets. But yeah. Oh, did that? I thought that policy was 10,000 more dead police. <laughs> 10,000 <000 laughs> dead police. That's why I supported it. Not. Um, oh, okay. No, so... Yeah, the Tories have been cutting the numbers of police, which is, you know, in itself, not necessarily terrible. Um, but now that... Well, also, okay, so another interesting thing was that um, Boris Johnson kept trying to emphasise how good our National Health Service is um, and, mm. you know, how great this nation and blah, blah, blah. But in the end, the only real measures that he could take were to say, we're just going to introduce the more police and give them more powers to punish you basically um, yeah I, think, I mean he also yeah. said he found five extra clinicians down the back of the sofa <laughs> and they're all like 80 years old but he's going to bring them out of retirement and give them a pair of like yellow rubber gloves from Asda yeah and tell them to uh I mean I'm exaggerating just go but... for it but it is like they're bringing back what people who recently retired who are below the age of 70 which uh they're still quite old <laughs> Yeah, yeah. And you're saying, are they a young or an old 69, yeah. right? You're saying, like, in some countries, the age where, you know, you're at greater risk is 60. But obviously they can't say that because yeah. hardly anyone retires before the age of 60. So they'd get no Yeah, our people. pension age is triple digits yeah. <laughs> in, in the UK. We're never going to get a pension. Um, no, it's a receding horizon. Uh, yeah. It's, an, it's a kind of neat trick. Yeah. Um, but basically, this is very serious. So it's yeah. never been more important to check in with your friends, Siang yeah. uh, and Joe, yeah. and, and chill out a bit and also, you know, think a little bit about what's going on. But uh, Exactly. No? exactly. And actually, we've, uh, we've really enjoyed the last few days checking in with our listeners. Yeah. So uh, I know I have. Yeah. Um, would you like to uh, talk about some of the themed fan mail <laughs> that you have received? Oh, let's. <laughs> 
Yeah, so I, I did, I remember asking people to slide into our DMs and I was expecting people to, to reach out and say, thank you for the show, it was very touching, it's very nice to have something uh, to listen to when I'm on my uh, one a day mandated <laughs> Government, government mandated walk <laughs> around the park solo yeah. under well, the aegis. Yeah, you can walk, of... run, or cycle. So there's three options to choose from there. I don't yeah, know what yeah, happens if you like. Yeah, yeah. Can't do a triathlon. If you, if you cycle halfway and walk back with your bike, is that breaking the law? I don't know. I mean, yeah. There's, I mean, the whole country is now a massive grey area. Um, but so I was expecting lots of lots of nice messages, and I am here for the nice messages and for the convos and for the catch ups. But there was one thing that everyone wanted to talk about, one thing that people were interested in. And it is, of course, the trusty crossbow. <laughs> Everyone's obsessed with the crossbow. You've brought it Where out. Where do you get You've it? You've brought it out as if you're doing like a YouTube unpacking the, the box. But obviously only I can I know, see I, it. I'm, <laughs> I, hold, I hold it just in various moments throughout the day. Okay. And so, yeah, everyone wants to know about the crossbow. All of our ba mailbag was filled with crossbow-based um, questions. Mm -hmm. And, you know, What's someone that? even sent us a link to that survival dad oh, video. Oh, that was, that, yeah, that was Holly. Sent me the link right. to it. Um, and obviously you watched it and it revealed to you the fact that the machine can actually pierce flush. Yeah, it turns out that actually the, the gecko is a pretty powerful crossbow. It's just I was uh, using it funny. <laughs> and so I watched the Survival Dads video, uh, all power to the Survival Dads. Mm -hmm. And I've been using it today. And actually, now that I've mastered it, it's very dangerous. Yeah. I've, I've pierced several holes in a polystyrene box I was firing at. And I put a hole in my wall as well. Um, what if the college people are listening to this podcast right now? Well, you know, I think I've got a certain amount of uh, Beanock um, <laughs> cultural capital. Well, big name on crossbows. Not... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Fair enough. I'm a big name in crossbows on, on campus. <laughs> the the Beanocker. Yeah. And I, I'm not too worried about them. Fair enough. Fair um, enough. But other than that, how has your week been going? Other than our uh, listener mail, what's been happening with you? Well, my listener mail has all been uh, themed around... I didn't know you were friends with Jen. <laughs> oh, yeah, right. No one knew that yeah. uh, I existed. Yeah, well, story. basically, yeah. you know, we've just built a rapport very quickly. Um, and now, our, you know, this is something I was talking about earlier, is uh, that obviously... A big part of the social isolation, social distancing, whatever, is seeing people less often, uh, not hanging out with your friends. As Boris Johnson told us, if your friend asks to hang out, you should say no. <laughs> yeah, um, you should hang up. You should. He said you should ghost them. Yeah. He wants the nation to ghost its friends. Yeah. He's like, it's never been more imperative for you to ghost on your crush. <laughs> you must absolutely ghost on your crush. You must ignore your mum on her birthday. Do not text her. Do not say see you later. Do not say be right if back. If you say you up, you say no. Um, yeah, if you're receiving aubergine or splooshy messages from your BF, you must say nothing at nothing all. Nothing at all. Um, no. But yeah, so obviously we're not going out seeing people, or we shouldn't be. Um, but I have found that I've been just socialising way more often, uh, video calling people 
all the time, um, just hanging out. Even like my friends who I've lived quite far away from for like a year, we've never virtually hung out before. But today we were like, let's video chat, which we could have done at any point in the past year, <laughs> but we haven't. So yeah, now, you know, I see people all the time. Friendship intensified. I do think social relations are transforming, yeah. possibly in slightly mundane and perverse ways, mm -hmm. but already they do seem to be changing. Yeah. And I think that's the subject we're probably going to keep uh, returning to. Mm -hmm. And like, like you were saying, I, I found um, I'm doing things that I never considered possible before. Ooh. So I actually joined uh, that exercise class that we were talking about. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, Something we were talking about the joining the exercise class. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the dictatorship of the proletariat, yeah. as you were saying. That is what we're creating. And um, yeah, I go out every day with people that I live with on campus mm -hmm. and we stay very far apart from each other, which suits me just fine. <laughs> and um, and then we all do incredibly difficult core exercises. Could, mm. And I had no when, when I when I saw that it was a core exercise class, I just thought core was like essential. I didn't realize it was a <laughs> part of the body that I haven't I haven't used it in years. I forgot that I had something called a core. You thought you were just a hollow shell, but you did in fact have a core. Exactly. I thought I was just a series of layers. <laughs> what work can you give an example of the core exercises? So I do a lot of jump squats Ooh. and frog, frog squats, planking, uh, the Russian twist, oh. which is not as exciting as you think it would be. <laughs> um, but you basically, you put yourself into a lot of torturous positions that normally you'd think you would have been forced into those positions as a form of um, pain, you know, physical endangerment. Yeah. yeah, as a form of punishment. Um, but... Uh, it's been quite good, although I mainly have been practicing hiding the fact that I'm not doing it quite a lot of the time. Because <laughs> the people all there are like quite buff, like they're all from the rowing team and uh, stuff. Yeah. Whereas, yeah, I mean, I don't do anything like that, or at least I don't. That's didn't. a big danger. Going to exercise with people who exercise lose. I went to, I went oh, on yeah. this thing like several years ago, but anyway, I was in Hong Kong. All of my flatmates were like people who love to do marathons in their spare time. And they were all going oh to do, was it circuit training? They're like, yeah, you should come. It's like all my flatmates. And I was like, I feel FOMO. I'm missing out on this circuit training. So I went and then I threw up in a bin. Like <laughs> halfway oh, through. Oh gosh. I know, it was very sad. Um, but yeah, opening new doors, doing things you never thought were possible before, like finding out you have a core and training your core. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I really thought that was going to happen to me today. I thought I was going to throw up. <laughs> um, and so that's why I kept just lying yeah. down. Because I kept making noises in front of a bunch of other people I barely know. Just like, <laughs> like I just kept being in so much pain. And then uh, we always do this jogging up and down the pitch in, in between sets. Yeah. And then you do pull-ups on the uh, massive football pitch goal. Yeah. And the day, the day before, I couldn't even do one. I just kind of hung yeah. there. <laughs> And this, this guy was just like, come on, you can do it. And I was like, I know you're trying to be encouraging, but I, I literally physically can't. I'm, I'm five foot 11 of, of prime beef. And it's going to take a lot more before I can pull it's, my It's marbled my beef, it's the best kind. 
Exactly. I'm an absolute unit, but I do not have the upper body strength yet to haul myself up. But today I almost did it, but I kind of sneakily put my trainer through the net and actually kind of kicked uh, myself up. That's but the, but that's my, instru- the... my instructor saw it and he was like, okay, it counts, like, to be nice. I was going to say, maybe that's the good thing about the socially distanced workout is that no one can see if you're, like, cheating a little bit because they're a bit too far away. Yeah, but... yeah you would hope. Unfortunately, they always see. Oh, it's the um, sense. I often, the instructor says to the group, come on, you can keep doing it. Don't give up now. But they're all doing it. It's just me lying <laughs> flat on my belly. <laughs> Like enjoying the sunlight and just being like, this is too much. Oh. But I'm going to keep up with it. So I think we should have a, a regular section called the mm. dictatorship of the Swallowtariat and we can keep checking yeah. in. On this a... is like yeah. my question though, because so as you we saying before, things are changing very rapidly. Like several days ago, a few days ago, everyone was saying like, oh, you know, it's not that deep. Like don't take social distancing too seriously. Like you can go outside, you can do group yeah. exercise, just stay far away from each other. Now, the same people are like, stay inside, stay indoors, don't leave your house except to get groceries once a week. So it's kind of confusing as to what is allowed, what is good practice. Given the news of today, which is the lockdown that will be enforced by these, I don't know, I guess the police will come to Homerton College. Um, <laughs> is, will the socially distanced group workout be sanctioned i mean yeah i it it could be even though we're taking precautions Mm -hmm. i think we are going to see a rapid social transformation because that's the thing all of these things Mm. the the way that we move through the world and understand life is all always social it's always by there's always some form of collective consensus Mm -hmm. going on even when you do something that seems deeply individualistic it's always in spite of or because of some kind of uh, group consciousness, right? Mm-hmm. And so, so now there's actually these material changes, like you are banned from doing this, you are banned from doing that. We will finally close Waterstones, yes. which inexplicably was still open. I saw yeah, someone tweeting I mean, today. It was like the, the guy, what is it, James Dawn or whatever, declaring that Waterstones is uh, like a central service, is like the ultimate, <laughs> the ultimate form of those like snobby snobby tweets that are like books are a central part of the soul of life oh dear god it's the one time that everyone actually just needs to buy everything from amazon yeah. probably or just get you know the waterstones delivery service although i saw some people yeah, on this again just borrow books from people who saying oh around. i'm never gonna buy books from waterstones again what is a good place to buy them and someone else was like amazon and i was like <laughs> I think if you're looking for, you know, ethical purchasing, not that I think that consumer power means anything, um, really, but I would not suggest Amazon <laughs> as the first place to go. No, I mean, if there were still independent bookshops, then I would say they're, they're, they're probably yeah. al- <clears throat> almost completely eviscerated. That's fine. But yeah, the, the social distancing thing is, is intense because I've read lots of advice saying that you should imagine that everyone is sick. You should have absolutely no social contact beyond the unit you're in. And obviously this, just like how there's no financial support yet announced for the, you know, like sizable amount of people in the country who are self-employed. The kinds of measures coming in ignore the fact that many people live alone in in awful conditions. Mm -hmm. 
and it's really a form of kind of solitary confinement to try and do this do these measures yeah. to them without to without transforming the country to actually meet the moment of these yeah. measures like particularly sending people out to get food every day like there should be some form of nationalized form of delivery yeah. or uh you know or communities should be empowered to be able to distribute the essential uh, yeah. items or it's very much like it's normal life except you're not allowed to do loads of things rather than we're changing anything about the structure of how our society works which has all of these very powerful incentives for you to like you know go outside and do stuff Boris Johnson saying get food deliveries instead of going to the grocery store when everybody in all of these mutual aid groups whatever have been saying I'm trying to get a food delivery but they're all booked up until like the end of April how is that going to happen I don't mm. know but it's just saying you know don't do these things not facilitating an easier way a better way of doing something else to a degree, he's trying to manufacture consent, obviously. Yeah. I mean, the whole the whole thing was him kind of fronting, yeah. wasn't it? I mean, towards the end, I thought he was about to get his big old <laughs> schlong out and just like <laughs> slam it down on the oak table and just be like, people of Britain, feast your eyes. And, you know, <laughs> this is like, what it means to be British. Yeah, it was very vapid at the start. Then he announced some of the most rigorous um, and repressive measures this country has seen since i mean world yeah. war Two, i suppose yeah you know even during the free day week and uh, yeah. the 70s and whatever there wasn't like these kinds of measures were introduced yeah. i mean this is like this is not going into to ireland and or colonial violence and repressive measures yeah. abroad but in like mainland yeah. uk you know obviously ireland's a sovereign nation and <laughs> but yeah but yeah. so <laughs> But so it's, it's kind of incredible. And I do think particularly over the next two weeks, which are when the kind of the lack of measures from the last two weeks are finally mm -hmm. gonna hit us two weeks from now. It's, it's a bit like climate change where the, the oil that you use and dig up in the 19th century hits you yeah. in the 20th and so on. This delayed reaction is gonna hit. And when, when people are, no longer able to really have funerals yeah well and he did say when we are they're... gonna stop all of these public gatherings and ceremonies and events it was like weddings whatever except funerals that was kind of dark yeah yeah it was but i just don't see how it's sustainable yeah. as well i think he's just unwilling because i mean there's going to be so many <laughs> yeah so I just don't see how it's it's going to pan out. But particularly as all of our NHS staff have to start making decisions yeah. far more explicitly about who lives and who yeah. dies because of the lack of uh, respirators, yeah. um, there there is going to be a full-scale social yeah. transformation uh, in, in the country. Yeah. But, so that's, but in the meantime, <laughs> we can all just find ways to yes, occupy ourselves. So it is important to organise, but it's also important to remember to yeah. flourish. As much as you can and in your room to... by yourself. Well, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Luckily, we have the, um, you know, the wonders of our the screen light. Yeah. And you've, you've been, you've been re-engaging with an old friend this week. I have. Is that too <laughs> yeah. euphemistic? I'm talking about your playing Sims. Oh, I've never played The Sims before. 
know what. No, I've never, never played The Sims before. <laughs> I just assumed everyone played it in the nineties. I was born in nineteen ninety-seven. Born in like ninety-seven. I know, as you always remind me. You're a zoomer, <laughs> I'm a zoomer. not a millennial. You're no, as I zoomer. said before, I uh, well. Yeah, I used to want to play games. I desperately wanted to be cool enough to be a gamer girl, but I couldn't because I had this computer that was like Windows Vista, as we all know, the worst operating system that I couldn't do anything. And I kept trying to download games and they would always crash. So yeah. I've not played The Sims before. Um, oh, gosh. But I wouldn't spit on Windows Vista if it was on fire. Yeah, well, it, it was always on fire. Um, exactly. <laughs> I... Briefly, I'm going to go into the other room um, and charge my laptop, but I will cut this bit out in editing. Maybe okay. keep it in. It adds, you know, a bit of a homemade flavour. <coughs> All right. Yeah. DIY punk podcasting. Yeah. And also having to podcast now virtually all the time. Um, and my device running out of battery. Mm. Anyway. So yeah, I'm playing The Sims. Um, it's very interesting how a lot of these um, companies have realised that during this time of isolation indoors, everyone's going to suddenly start like being a gamer and recording podcasts. Um, there was this podcast software that suddenly made itself free. The Sims um, was on a massive discount until today. Um, also, the world sold out of Nintendo Switches. R.I.P. Um, but yeah, I'm wow. playing The Sims, and actually, it's not very relaxing. <laughs> it's very stressful. So, if you want a taste of normal life, I would actually highly suggest playing The Sims. It has all the day-to-day -day, uh, experiences of uh, trying to go to work, being late for work, um, somehow time's passing really fast, and you don't know what's going on. Um, having to talk to your neighbours, but they're being really annoying. They've brought fruitcake that you don't like. Um, I've met two people. Uh, at the beginning of my sims game I thought this one girl was my housemate because when I got into bed on the first night of the sims she just got into bed with me <laughs> and my sim got up and was like what are you doing and then got back into the bed and this girl got up out of the bed again and went to the other bed anyway um, but it keeps oh yes yeah, sims sims don't have <laughs> our um, social repression <laughs> yeah but I they're very 68. They just sleep yeah, but at the same like. time, um, yeah. society is extremely scripted. You know, because when you meet someone, you have three options to choose: you can be rude, or be friendly, or funny. And then as you that's just like normal yeah, life. As you get more it? points, you can do more actions, like do a hip bump, which appeared today. <laughs> um, but nice. Yeah. So all these people that I've met for some reason. The Sims is just making me meet these awful people. Um, there's also bits that pop up when you talk to someone and it'll be like, oh, you've just learned something about Alex. She is gluttonous and materialistic. And then this other guy, Blaine, I've just met him. You've learned something about Blaine. He is a loner. And a bit later, he is mean and lazy. So I don't know where... Ooh. Is it David Blaine? <laughs> it sounds like it's David Blaine, the magician. Well, um, if it was, he would be a bit more exciting. As it is, he just comes to my house. He's like, can I come round? And I'm like, okay. And then he just goes and sits on my computer and goes on my computer for two hours and then leaves. And it's like, thanks for having me oh, over. Gosh. So I guess he's... I would, I would check that hard He's doing really well with doing. social distancing, I guess. Um, so yeah, I'm just in the same as meeting these horrible people 
feeling stressed trying to go to my job um, I asked my, this other same out on a date but I didn't realize they just immediately took you to the date so I just ended up at this nightclub at like 11 p.m even though I had to go to work the next day um, and I didn't know how to end the event so I couldn't leave uh, and then I, I started having a nap on this public bench oh <laughs> it was very stressful so yeah um if you're if you are i don't know working from home or like me you're a student who now my days are filled with doing nothing and trying to fill them with making a podcast um the sims is a great way to feel the stresses and strains of everyday working life (laughs) yeah i mean i would recommend it but only because you can use the cheats for when Father Christmas comes, you can trap him. Can you? And like, like, yeah, likewise, for if one of your characters dies and death comes to collect them, you can use a cheat to surround him very quickly in beds. And then he's trapped there and he gets angry and angrier. Well. I mean, when I played The Sims, I just used the cheats and just messed around a lot. I didn't have the attention span to go through life, which is which has proved prophetic for the rest <laughs> of my life because I don't do anything properly. But honestly, you can also, if some of the Sims are having sex, you can remove the bed <laughs> and then you'll see their formless uh, bodies. They have, they no, have no genitals. They're like action man. Yeah, so that was a very weird formative experience for me when Fair. I was 10. I, I also thought um, using the, all the, cheats. the experience of creating your Sim was so extended, but you could literally modify every aspect of your sim uh, except the clothes all the stock clothes that they had are really ugly um, and all the trousers are really low-waisted as if this is like 2006 um, but you could like choose the different shape that like the slope of your sim's forehead and i was like eugenics <laughs> yeah whoa phrenology, phrenology. yeah um, <laughs> is your character a crook <laughs> do they have Aquiline eyebrows. Is your character a <laughs> and a suspect cranium? <laughs> yeah. I'm I'm tempted to do some like Zizek style analysis yeah. of the Sims about like the abundance of choice and no real freedom. Yeah, well that is and that's ri- you know, you something know. that could be done. Um my We should do a socialist mod for the Sims where every character <laughs> just wears red, looks exactly the same. <gasps> has no individual person but all the options are like beautiful they're just like share your food like (laughs) do great work for your nation sharing um flourishing dedication to the greater good gluttonous (laughs) friend alex is just eating my food all the time i made some dumplings for myself and i turned away for one second and she was just eating them then i made like a Uh family portion for it and then she just i ate one of them and then she just ate all the rest of my dumplings um, mm. I also made it. There should be an I made option. a BLT. There should be an option to what to stop her Sorry, from eating my food. No, to report her to like the, <laughs> the police. No, I made a BLT yeah. and then I lost it because I'm not very good at playing Sims. <laughs> so then I was like, okay, I'll just make a garden salad oh and then I like I'm eating my garden salad and Alex appears with a plate and would you know it's my BLT <laughs> that she's found somewhere. <laughs> Yeah. Oh. What, no, she's she give eating it back it. to you or does she eat it? <laughs> so Ooh, my Alex, sim my sim loves fire. to share. Um Alex is a materialistic button, so she does not love to share. Um but I was saying like my girlfriend um is playing Animal Crossing. Another big event that's happening right now. Everyone's indoors 
playing games. Um, yeah, everyone's on Animal Crossing, making it yeah, very weird. Yeah, but um, she was just telling me about what she was doing, and it just seems like capitalist realism, you know? Um, <laughs> like, you're in your mythical game world where you're a human and everyone else is animal, but... Um, okay, firstly, there's also this character that's a chicken that loves to go to the gym, but he just says the word swole all the time. Um, and... Nice. <laughs> we should have him on for yeah secondly um she's like got a house she's like paying a mortgage with bells um on the it's like pl about plundering your land so you're like digging up the resources getting tickets to visit these exotic islands where you can also plunder the resources um and then um on the marketplace there's now they're now selling animal crossing um medical masks um, despite the fact that obviously there is no Swag. pandemic happening in the am Animal Crossing world, <laughs> but I guess you can just keep up with the zeitgeist yeah. <laughs> by have your sim wearing uh, N95 or whatever it is. <laughs> Not your sim, your Animal Crossing. Yeah, person. yeah. Yeah. I think those games are going to get weirder and weirder this summer, and I, I am here for it. I would be playing them if I wasn't such an addict that I would then lose like 25 hours a day <laughs> but when, when I, I did I used to play Fortnite uh, and I would come home and do nothing but that until work yeah. the next day and all of the kids I worked with thought I was like legendary and I was like <laughs> you poor fools you don't realize what an absolute loser I am getting my getting absolutely assassinated every night by like 11 year olds <laughs> on the other side of the world who were like calling me like derogatory phrases that I don't understand. Um, but I, as soon as I got good at it, I was like, okay, I'm yeah, finally over fair. this. And then I just, I just burnt it and just never thought about it again. But I still know how to floss based, <laughs> based off of playing Fortnite. But if anyone needs game recommendations, I would say play The Last of Us. That's extremely mm. good. It is about a pandemic mm. though. That's why I've been thinking about it. But so maybe it's a bit on the nose. So if you want to, to play something that's not pandemic-related, <laughs> which is highly possible, then I would play uh, Witcher 3. Yet again, it's a bit obvious. But if you haven't played it, I would really recommend it to anyone. It's very, very good, especially the I expansion. knew that you'd be a gamer. When I told you I'd download The Sims, you were like, no. Oh, no. Here you are being like, now this is a game recommendation channel. <laughs> play with me. I'll I know, stream but on I, Twitch. honestly, I've swore... <laughs> No, I've sworn a blood oath that I will never play a game again because I have no self-control okay. and, okay. you know. And I, besides, I don't have time because the way mm. that I'm occupying myself during the quarantine is that I've joined a, a, secretive, a secretive book club called The Marxist Lockdown. Have you just exposed the secret? I, well, yeah. So nobody okay. tell anyone about this. This is a secret between me, you mm -hmm. and the listeners. So listeners, this is, you know, take it to your graves. The Marxist Lockdown Book Club. So I found it through the very good Labour Transformed online social centre, which I really recommend mm -hmm. to everyone. Um, like, I've, we, most of us have mixed feelings about the Labour Party. You if you don't feel ambivalent about the Labour Party, what are you even doing? Yeah. But, you know, that, that we can probably go into that. There was that great, episode. like, emoji thing but, that but, was, like, reluctant with Labour Rosette that I think... It's all of us. Yeah, I think that speaks for a whole <laughs> generation of leftists. But Labour Transformed 
are very good, very good people. And I really like what mm. they're trying to do. And it was through them that I found this uh, book club. But so I, I joined this Google group yeah. and I, I recognised a few of the yeah. names mm -hmm. uh, this morning. And then one of the names wasn't just like some random Twitter person that I have like mutual follow with. It was <laughs> Uncle Paul Uncle Nathan, who, who I was obsessed with for ages in mm. not in a good way. Oh. You know, he was one of, he was one of my... You know, me and oh, him were okay. Off. You're a hater. I, 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 I was a <laughs> hater. Yeah. Okay. Let's just say it how it is. I was a hater, and um, just because of you know various contradictory mm -hmm. positions he would take. Um, but and then you know shit really hit the fan during the Labour leadership contest where we were all already obviously reeling, and then um, he starts going on. He turns into Butcher Bill from Gangs of New York, and he's like. The, the Pope is working through Becky Long Bailey. <laughs> the, the, the Pope's evil grasp is infiltrating our good Protestant country. And it was, it was just like, it, just, it was just like an absolute reactionary meltdown. And he was supporting the haircut, Kim yeah. Keir Starmer. And I was just like, this guy has got to go. Finally, the whole internet seemed to wake up to the fact mm -hmm. he was a loose cannon, to, to say the least. But now he's been redeemed since... Or at least he seems to have been forgiven because he did like one good Twitter thread on um, the global crisis. Mm. And suddenly, you know, he's he's back in he's the fold. fold. He's back in the fold. And, well, <laughs> yeah, so you're hate. still hating them. Whereas I've I've gotten to a point now where I'm like, well, things are all so messed up. If anyone's willing to ride or die with the left <laughs> right now, then unless there's extremely good reasons not to have them involved. Even all of the MI5 stool pigeons, honestly, if they're willing to do some you know work, what was they really might rogue? Well Today, Momentum shared a clip of, like, Piers Morgan taking down the government <laughs> or something. Oh, yeah, I know. I think people are getting desperate. I saw a lot of people congratulating. Yeah, I was like, Uncle wow, Piers. this is real. Like, the enemy of my enemy <laughs> is my friend types. <laughs> yeah, I think that I think they are desperate to kind of, like, split yeah. the ruling class hegemony, basically. But actually, so I, when I found out Paul was in this group, he actually did int introduce mm. himself. Um, and he was like, he's he wrote this message in this private group, like, hi, I'm Paul, a first-read capital in, in 1980, in a student occupation where the lecturers came in to teach us, and that was the subject. I'm an economics journalist. <laughs> oh, you don't say, are you? Okay, I would say that you were a spice-addled... <laughs> swivel-eyed anti-popery <laughs> pundit but if you say you're an economics journalist maybe you were back <laughs> in the noughties i don't know it's possible and, and he said um and i've read and discussed it numerous times but i want to read it in this new context which is bleeping <laughs> scary did he, bleep it he, did, he bleeped out the fucking all right yeah he bleeps it out and then it, at the end it says solidarity so i don't know if i've like invalidated the like <laughs> confessional booth nature of private Marxist lockdown forums. But because Paul is such a fervent anti-Catholic, I think he probably won't mind that I shared um, this message. But so after I wrote round, hey, I'm Joe, I'm a private school yeah. teacher, no big. My friend sent me a message saying, really pleases me to know that this is something that's just appeared in Paul Mason's email inbox. And I was like, oh, wait, what have I done? And I realised I sent it from one of my many alt email addresses where the, the sender says Bex Bong <laughs> Daily. 
And the email address was like, um, like Dengis the Dawn. So two different deputy leadership candidates. Uh, no, de leadership and deputy leadership candidate. Yeah. Neither he was supporting. But so, so I've now, I'm now officially Bex Bong Daily in this forum where everyone is just like Greg, <laughs> Joe, Mark. You're also Bex Bong Daily on like Zoom and Google Hangouts. So I guess you, that's your identity for this social isolation period. Yeah. Oh, no, well, maybe not I? Zoom anymore. I had, I've had so many, I've had so many professional Zoom meetings. <laughs> not, no, not on it. I Zoom, must be Bex Bong on Daily. like Google, on like Google Hangouts. And also the plan oh, for this okay. episode. Well, <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, that's true. Oh no, you can't let the oh, listeners sorry. know that we have a plan. We want them to it's think that it's completely freestyle. Also, if you heard any weird noises yeah, exactly. during the past few minutes, um, Holly's cat just pooed. So <laughs> she's. Oh, I did not know that. I saw her walking around with something. Out. Yeah, it's very nice. Oh gosh. So. We've had a nice chit chat, but we probably should talk about the situation yeah. that we're yeah. in. It's probably good to really to get to grips yeah. of what's going on a little bit, just yeah. a little bit. So I, I wrote mm -hmm. to you today because obviously they're trying to pass this, they were trying to pass the coronavi mm -hmm. coronavirus bill for yeah. the parliament. Yeah, yeah. Did you see that? It's bad. Yeah. I mean, it's extremely bad. I mean, you and I were both like, "Give us the lockdown, please, please, Boris." Lock this us is up. the not. This is but not the lockdown like, oh, that no, we wanted. Oh no, not like that. But it's always the no, lockdown that we were going like to get that. from the British government. I mean, yeah, we basically knew. We we knew. We obviously knew so well that we didn't even bother to really yeah. think about how to not have it that way. But basically, it says allows police and immigration officials to detain any potentially infectious people. So obviously, they can just. Yeah. I mean, who could who could decide? Yeah, and for who is forcibly, infectious, particularly forcibly a take police biological person. samples. How are you gonna like profile yeah, the fuck does that someone who has coronavirus? They're gonna like rip out one of their yeah. lungs by reaching down um, their throat with their yeah. like. Yeah, so it's detention. Arms. Sorry, that's extremely graphic. <laughs> Surveillance, which is increased capacity to issue warrants to access personal information and data, uh, including like intercepting digital communication, which will be the only forms of communication that we have now, <laughs> and hacking into our computers and phones. Yeah. Um, banning stuff, um, especially events and gatherings. Yeah, they can shut down any protests, yeah, protests and now strikes, that they want to. Um, and strikes. I mean, this is this is yeah. full police state. That's what I really was worried yeah. that this would happen. And then number you know, four. Hmm? But the thing is that, yeah. Well, just in terms of thinking about if we are going to be living in a police state, we, we were talking before about just how stretched thin yeah. they're going to be. Like, when it comes down to it, they've tried to recruit more police, yeah. like, recently. But for this level of uh, civil yeah. disarray... I yeah. just don't well, it's see the how thing they is, can do number it. Number four so... is basically neglecting every other public service, uh, which is NHS councils, schools, other social care providers are no longer required to provide certain vital services and to reduce the standards of care they provide to the children, the elderly, disabled people, and other vulnerable communities. Which is these are precisely the things that we want to facilitate people being able to, you know, be healthy, stay indoors 
live life. Um, but obviously the British state has only recourse to uh, the police in a very limited punitive surveillance sense. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, luckily they're so incompetent, but I don't know it how happen. and why they might actually apply these things. And after pressure today from Plan C and yeah. other great organisations, like Lib Liberty, mm -hmm. very good organisation, yeah. I think, uh, doing very essential work. Um, like, so they have backed down somewhat and they agreed to amend the bill to review it in uh, six and a half months yeah. or something. But it's still, yeah. it's really big problems, but it's kind of an exacerbation of problems we already yeah. had, like detention, yeah. surveillance, banning, neglect. I mean, all these people that talk about freedom of speech, I mean, yeah. all of these things are more or less already de, de facto yeah. existing. Like we already lived in that kind of police state style utopia. utopia. It's just that also obviously neoliberalism. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, did I say utopia? Well, it's utopia. It's utopia for the people uh, yeah. with the dystopia boots on. Yeah, for everyone under the boots. With... Yeah, yeah. Except, of course, the national course of Britain is like boot. <laughs> the national dish of the British the is delicious, the delicious, boot. delicious yeah. boot. So maybe everyone's happy. I don't know. But but uh, effectively, obviously, neoliberalism valorizes the idea of a really stripped yeah. down state. And so like you're saying, that's how you ended up in the weird situation where the police had actually cut a very bloated police force that had expanded yeah. under New Labour. And so you, you had this weird situation where last, uh, a couple of years ago, I was agreeing with Theresa May that actually, no, you don't yeah. need more police because it's been shown that they don't reduce violent crime. They don't have really any yeah. net positive effects. It's just always a kind of political football. We're appealing yeah. to the kind of social soft yeah. social whereas you obviously you know then we were like very reluctantly electric. canvassing for labor and handing out all these dumbass leaflets that were like get more police on the streets um i mean yeah it was always a big sticking point for <laughs> for anarchists i mean many anarchists got involved in canvassing yeah. for labor but that was one thing that always really stuck yeah. in their crawl and i don't blame them i think it was a really yeah. bad call because obviously Bojo came out and was like, well, I'll give you 20,000 <laughs> yeah. more police. And it's like, oh, damn, yeah. how did no one see this coming? Like, oh, yeah, basically yeah. all of us did. And, you know, just because yeah. it worked in 2017, they just like repeating it. Basically. Not just do the police as an institution exist, but what is their function? Because right? obviously the function of the police, especially as we see now, is the protection of private property and the protection of a certain class. Yeah, it's yeah. the classic Marxist yeah. analysis um, of the police. But that's basically yeah. like, when we're talking about what's going to change with the coronavirus bill is things that were already happening, but to a more extreme degree, like where are you going to see the police? You're probably still not going to see the police on some like random street and they're not going to be like patrolling Homerton College grounds. They will be where they always have been over policing. Well, because some would say that policing is over policing. Um, but policing uh, certain communities and letting others roam free. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, effectively. Which it raises questions about, you know, we were talking earlier mm. about social transformation. What is going to happen to yeah. people's psyches if they do start living yeah. in a police state? And, you know, that's something that I'm going to endeavour to read also, around. I think also, 
A problem um, is they... like the way that the police state is introduced is under the cover of we're taking stronger measures to protect you um, and your loved ones from dying. So it's again, as you say, the boot is the, the national course of Britain. We love it. <laughs> Lock us up. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I'm partial to boot myself. I just, yeah. <laughs> um, but it, it made me think of. Um, I mean, mm. I hate every poll I see, but sometimes they do offer interesting, yeah. you know, pre precision data about certain kind of affects mm -hmm. at large in the population and how that's split amongst mm -hmm. different subgroups. And they're particularly interesting one today in thinking about the ruling class hegemony was people were asked um, how well or badly do you think the UK government are handling the issue of coronavirus? Uh, this was a YouGov poll, so I'm always a bit sus about YouGov, but, yeah. you know. I mean, but, but, the, but the information is so dark, uh, and so dark, stark yeah. and, and dark, that, that it's very like, you know, so between 18 to 24 year olds, it's easily a majority say badly. 55% of people say badly. Only 34% say well. But with 65 plus year olds, 77% are saying that the government are handling this well. And eight, only 18% are saying yeah. badly. Which, you know, I mean, we were talking last week about how can you have like a really, a moment of annunciation where suddenly yeah. everyone realizes something and how that has to be made. And I think part of making that moment, we have to actually analyse how can we reach people or how can we organise in such a way that people start uh, break out yeah. of the patterns that they're in, um, start to break out of those patterns. Because I was thinking, who do I know yeah. that that's, is that age? And I was thinking of my, my grandmother and she gets, mm. she reads the Daily Mail every day. She watches mm. the TV a little bit, not that much. She looks at the highlights and she, she doesn't have internet in her home. She doesn't have any other mm. news media whatsoever. So yeah. when you think about that and how little, like, you know, scrutiny is quite a liberal idea, but certainly it's kind yeah. of operative in this context. I mean, no one is really criticizing the government yeah. on those, those platforms. Again, it's like when you're saying about when people are talking yeah. about, you know, so, freedom of speech, the free press, obviously, as we know, our free press is a... Uh, Merely a mouthpiece for the ruling class. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's owned by like three different people and they're all related and they all go to the same secret evil <laughs> sex orgies where they wear like ex exquisitely yeah. com complicated masks yeah. and, you know, they were all yeah. friends of Jeffrey Epstein or something. And they're, they're like, yeah, they own all the papers between yeah. them. I mean, this is no exaggeration, really. But it's interesting in terms of mm. like that hegemony, because I guess why it's so shocking is because of that mm. even in the Times this week, they applauded the government's policy shift yeah. for saving a quarter but of a million obviously, lives. as we know, uh, this policy shift is from a previous policy of the government, <laughs> which they actively decided to implement, which is what would have caused all the deaths that that have now apparently been prevented. Um, yeah. They were going to murder their yeah. own base of the old people. Yeah. 
I mean, you know, like, I mean, well, yeah. disabled people as well, but they were going to murder a lot of old people through not wanting to scare the markets or to halt the already sluggish yeah. growth and productivity. Yeah. And then they're, they're applauded. And it's like, you know, it. oh, you were going to like murder loads of people, but now you've decided that you're going to kind of not actively try to do that anymore. Well done. Good job. Um, <laughs> as if the government, yeah. you know, now implementing a different policy is an active move. And before when they were just going to kill loads of people, that's just the way things were. I guess. It yeah, is bizarre. It's bizarre. It is bizarre. Um, it's also... And obviously there was that quote from Dominic yeah. Cummings doing um, the rounds. Was it the um, one about, you know, herd immunity, protect the economy, and if that means some pensioners die? Too bad. Yeah. I mean, I, I almost admire the bravado, yeah. but, you know, it's a little bit got to smash a few yeah. eggs to make an omelette. You know, if you took out pensioners and put in landlords, <laughs> I'd be The thing like, is, when I was watching, uh, like, the Boris Johnson <laughs> announcement, at the beginning, he was all talking about, like, oh, you know, at, at some point, the pandemic will reach a level where any country would find it impossible to cope with, any health system would find it impossible to cope with. And I was like, who is actually listening to this and thinking yeah you know you're right Boris but I guess it is these what is it 77 percent of 65 plus year olds um, who are just like yeah I guess that's true Mr Johnson you couldn't have done anything else in these past few months to prepare <laughs> yeah I guess the only thing we can really hope for apart from the things that we can actually do as mm -hmm. socialists, communists, mm -hmm. trade unionists, you know, workers, whatever, is that people suddenly start paying attention yeah. to the news a lot more because they've yeah. got fuck all else to do. So you can only ever really hope that it might be like the 2017 election yeah. where suddenly people are like, oh, wait a second. Yeah. Like, I also you know, wonder there's, there's how many people there. are still getting like paper newspapers all the time. Because you often will have to go to like the news agents to get it or like, I don't know. I was looking at all the stacks of the metro at the train station yeah. on Sunday. And I was thinking that is a great vector for disease to spread. <laughs> so. Oh, yeah. And George Osborne is like, we're going to start delivering um, the evening standard to your home. Bring, <laughs> bring the bring, trash bring directly the to my to door. door. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, if people true. have run out that's of true. toilet paper then. Yeah. yeah. But so it's, but you know, but there are things that can be done. I mean, I, I do think there's, there's the shifts which are inevitably yeah. going to happen and then there's the positive so things going on. So you've got some, uh, two, two weekly segments that are about hope and staying alive. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, actually like it's not weekly notes. anymore. We keep seeing it, but it's not weekly. Episodely segments. Oh yeah. As much as possible. <laughs> as much as possible. Yeah. So, <clears throat> staying alive. Staying alive. So staying alive. Which you have uh, written a communist version of the song to, but we're not singing it today. Um, we are going to record our content. own version of song. Subscribe. Point. Yeah. <laughs> if you yeah. like, share, and subscribe, exactly. yeah. <laughs> then maybe. <laughs> um, so you found. Um, 
some beautiful poetry um, by Deanda Prima, mm. uh, Revolutionary Letters. So last, last episode, it was just our top tips. Uh, this time you're getting some, you know, actual top tips from Revolution. Um, yeah, for, yeah, from an actual revolutionary uh, poet writing in the late 60s. Yeah, so shall we just get into it? Yeah, so <coughs> it's very yeah, long. Sure. So Joe has kind of chosen some extracts. Uh, revolutionary letter one. Um, I have just realised that the stakes are myself. I have no other ransom money, nothing to break or barter, but my life, my spirit measured out in bits. So that's not so much a top tip, I have to say. I included that to set the tone yeah. of what the, the poems are like. Yeah, because she's, it's quite mm -hmm. uh, off the cuff and it's quite like Bonnie and Clyde kind of outlawish. Yeah, there's, there's also some more stuff, stuff about well. like, you know, getting a gun but, and like actually doing the revolution. But this one, this bit is about stockpiling. <laughs> Exactly, it's about stockpiling yeah. is good, do not be shamed for it. Like, Revolutionary yeah, Letter 3 yeah. has actual tips in it, doesn't it? it? Alright, Revolutionary Letter 3. Store water, make a point of filling your bathtub at the first news of trouble. They turned off the water in the fourth ward for a whole day during the Newark riots. Or, or better yet, make a habit of keeping the tub clean and full when not in use. Change this once a day. It should be good enough for washing, flushing toilets when necessary and cooking in a pinch, but it's a good idea to keep some bottled water handy too. Get a couple of five gallon jugs and keep them full for cooking. So that <coughs> is a hot tip. See, when I first read that, I was like, how is this a poem? This is literally just a very yeah. mundane description of <laughs> how, how to keep water in case they turn it off. But it does talk yeah. about the Newark riots and how they did actually turn off the water for four days to try and stop yeah. these riots um, in, in New York. Which is, you know, when you when you think about it, it wasn't that long ago, like historically speaking, that there was open insurrection in much of the uh, <laughs> yeah. overdeveloped world. It mm. does put things in perspective somewhat. But I, I think it's a top tip. I mean, I don't have a bathtub, but I did buy uh, a couple of large yeah. uh, containers of water <laughs> and I do have those on hand. Yeah. Uh, yeah, exactly. Exactly. But it's honestly, it's good to, you know, it's not, it's not that hard just to get some liquids and keep it aside. Yeah. So listeners, I um, recommend it fully. Yeah. Fill your bathtub um, if you have and one. And clean it, definitely, before you do that. <laughs> clean it first. Clean it first. Yeah. Yeah, if you are okay, going to drink Stockpiling it, tip and, two. You know. Or just... Or buy, buy some <laughs> bath water from some Gamer Girl bath water from Amazon. Yeah. And then you can stockpile that. Yeah. All the simps out there. Okay. Can, um, yeah. Store food. Dry stuff like be rice and beans stores best and goes farthest. Salt, very important. It's health and energy healing too. Keep a couple of pounds of sea salt around and before we're spoiled, some tins of tuna, ETC, to keep up morale. Keep up the sense of balanced diet diet, protein intake. Remember the stores may be closed for quite some time. The trucks may not enter your section of the city for weeks. You can call it indefinitely. Um, yeah, more good tips. This also made me think of um, Huel. 
and how all the people who live off fuel oh, yeah. every day she, would be absolutely loved loving fuel. this. Um, but also, fuel is currently receiving way more orders than they usually do. So all the real fuel fans who were into it before it was cool got it. So there's a great bit here where my garage band stopped recording. R.I.P. I know. Just like crossbows, they're sold out in Europe now. Since since our podcast last week, there's been crossbow fever. So you can't get Huel, Nintendo Switches, or... Find myself in a conversation From a misconnection Okay, after a, a brief pause, we're back on the air. Well, I'm, I'm not sure revolutionary poet Diane de Prima would uh, appreciate Huel, though. Because in the revolutionary letters, she's always like very much like everything needs to be pure and and simple. Like she's a bit of a like that's true. What's sometimes referred to as an anti-civ anarchist, like actually anti-civilization. Huel uh, okay. is really like wanting... the peak of overdevelopment. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. See, I would lean more towards if if someone said to me, "You can have communism, but all all everyone can eat for the rest of their lives is Huel." I'm not a particularly big fan of it, but I would say that's fine. Yeah, because it's more important to me to organize economic and social relations. Yeah. But I also think under the like economic and social fresh ingredients under the economic and social relations of communism, I don't think that we would all live in Huel. I think Huel is no, Huel's no. about neoliberalism, but that's a take for another week. No, I would agree with that hot take, actually. Fair enough. Because, I mean, it, it obviously is, because it's about, like, maximising efficiency and dealing with the neurosis yeah. of eating and all of these kinds of things. I mean, I have lots of friends who really like it, and that's, you know, good for them. Yeah. But I'm, and we're, we're talking about symbolically. Yeah. But, we, you know, yeah, no, if, if I was designing a communist society, it probably would have lots of fresh ingredients. <laughs> you know, Ideally, would, yes. But like I wouldn't, like, she's also really obsessed with abolishing the family, where for me, like, yeah. it's not the core issue. Like, I don't, I don't particularly think families are very That's hot brilliant, take. but I know, I know for a lot of people, <laughs> it is really important to abolish the family. Yeah. But for me, I just, so yeah. many, I mean, I want to have a social revolution, but I think if you just mm. had it so that children could pretty much move out what they want when they wanted and do what they wanted i don't see the need to abolish yeah. the family i feel like if there was i don't really know what abolishing the family means in itself outside of like a broader social transformation but i guess you can say that yeah. for most things and we should read that book about abolishing the family oh yeah well we're going to yeah. and there's the really interesting work on um socializing reproduction yeah um, that's been out recently yeah. from Sophie Lewis, yeah, is it? Yeah, yeah. And I, I really like Shulamith Firestone's work yeah. on the dialectic of sex and stuff. So nice. no, I've, I've engaged a little bit with the arguments. It's just, yeah. I guess if we're thinking about the first steps from our world to a next yeah. better one, then I just, I just, I, maybe I'm like a policy wonk now because <laughs> I just think, I just think about modifying things and having yeah. free housing, education, and health. Yeah. I think and, that and would change the family a lot. Sales. Um, well, exactly. Also, exactly. if people can leave when they wanted to without being trapped by husbands, yeah. then it makes a big difference. Yeah. Also, it was quite funny. We were having a discussion about abolishing the family in my house. And my housemate, uh, he's very nice, was like, oh, but I really love my family. <laughs> I was like, that's... That's, that's the thing. A lot of people that's do. That's beautiful. So I, I, I'm always surprised when people have had a nice time at yeah. school, but <laughs> I like, found so many people that I had did, a really nice like, childhood. 
All right, fair enough, good for you. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, sometimes you extrapolate from your own experience. Yeah. And... Um, okay, last wholesome stockpiling tip from Diane. Mm. Um, as you can see, she does love fred fresh produce. Uh, with £20 of brown She's rice, obsessed. £20 of whole wheat flour, £10 of cornmeal, £10 of good beans, kidney or soy, only good beans, uh, £5 of sea salt, two quarts of good oil, dried fruit and nuts, add nutrients and a sense of luxury to this diet. A squash or coconut in a cool place in your pad will keep six months. Great tips from Diane for living both uh, while stockpiling but also living a wonderful, lavish, hippie life with fresh, fresh produce. Yeah, I know. I honestly think people should check out the Revolutionary Letters yeah. by Diane De Prima. There's only 66 of them. They're not very long. Mm -hmm. um, there's tips on how to survive a riot, how to have a successful demonstration. Mm -hmm. um, you know, what you should do with firearms and flamethrowers and Molotov cocktails. Yeah. Like, they're extremely radical. Yeah. Um, but there's, you know, it's poetry intermixed with the more mm -hmm. explicitly revolutionary elements. I would, I would definitely recommend. Yes, revolutionary poetry. It's the only kind of poetry I like. Yeah. You know, and she's, she's an anarchist, so she's not, you know, te te technically from our more specific wheelhouse of, of state <laughs> communism. But there's, a lot, but there's a lot of shared territory This is what there. we call left unity. <laughs> exactly. I'm all about that left unity. So, but I guess that, you know, more in our wheelhouse. <laughs> in yes. the uh, the optimism of the will that's the new title for our section it's about good things oh great title yeah. optimism of the will let's end on let's end on that yeah. big doe-eyed doe bound to be disappointed optimism no just kidding there's lots yeah. to hope for <laughs> that's not optimism <laughs> sorry um good things that happened so last week we were talking about trade unions in the uk um this week uh we're moving on to uh, the international sphere and looking at those very beautiful videos of the Cuban and Chinese doctors landing in Italy together, iconic um, and also heartwarming. Thinking about Cuba again, absolute. That's the Spoletariat. They are so powerful. <laughs> yeah, um, they're looking really hot yeah, right now. Getting really hit like, by I mean, like. Yeah. Uh, reductions in tourism and obviously the uh, sanctions that have been ongoing forever um but i mean yeah practically <coughs> as long as they've existed yeah right. but still i mean a, a slight um foring underneath obama but barely and now they're back yeah. up ratcheted to and people forget that economic sanctions mean, mean death, yeah yeah you know? um we had yeah. like the other day it was like the chinese uh foreign secretary or whoever was calling for an end to sanctions against iran during this time because of very important demand an impact they have on the ability of the state to deal with the pandemic uh but yeah cuba amazing they've got what like five have they've had like five cases of coronavirus it's been contained no one's died um uh, i don't know if anyone's died i don't think anyone's died um and now their world leading healthcare system is sending out doctors to all different parts of the world um to help these countries. I was just saying, it's kind of, you know, interesting to see the reversal of these like European countries, the overdeveloped world, the imperial core, being like, please, Cuba, China, please help us. Yeah, it's really, it's like at the end of a rom-com where the ugly duckling comes back transformed and suddenly 
the awful guy she used to fancy is like making moves on her <laughs> yeah. and, sh and she's just like no I hate you I can see you're a jerk now <laughs> so we're, we're the jerk in that situation because even the liberal twitter twitterati the centre-right liberal twitterati today were like oh Cuba's authoritarian oh this sending doctors is just to get good propaganda yeah. And it's like, what, like, all British foreign aid is just from, but the kindness you know, of our hearts. from our golden hearts. Yeah, like, oh, my God. Yeah. Um, it's just like, how can you look at doctors arriving at an emergency who are obviously going to save lives of people's loved ones and not just think that's wonderful? Yeah. And like you're saying, like, like you, you, people might have their criticisms of, of certain countries. I mean, I don't think it's even worth discussing when you're just talking about the positive unalloyed goods of, of, of doctors arriving yeah. um, particularly in terms of Cuba they do have a world leading um, healthcare system in the most difficult circumstances of economic yeah. sanctions and it, yeah. they've done all this work that they share on HIV and AIDS mm -hmm. um, curing and mitigating at the same time as American companies like Gilead are trying to who've been asked, get like patent patents IP they love intellectual yeah. property trying to profit from yeah yeah i mean they the big the big that big pharma company was the same people blocking life-saving aids drugs and now they're probably gonna completely screw up um yeah. corona-based uh, relief yeah. and it's you know it's comparatively it's the differences are so obvious yeah. it really it shows you know that the way the way that we live the world that we have in the united kingdom is not the way that it has to be that this country that is its economy has been like shackled in a sense by US sanctions and by like its geopolitical position is able to do so well because of the way that it prioritizes its resources and the fact that it cares about, you know, people in its country staying alive. So we love absolutely we love to see it. We, we love to we see do. it. And actually, it makes me think again of my, my own union, National Education mm -hmm. Union, absolutely killing it at the moment. They are top of their game. They had a phone call this evening I was on with thousands of members. Yeah. Um, unprecedented stuff. Like People are very worried, very concerned. The, the new kind of form of schools where there's just a few people in. Yeah. Like 85% of people are, are kind of happy with, the rotor systems they have in mm -hmm. place but obviously there's still lots of awful heads yeah. around depending on what kind of school it is and things like mm -hmm. this but it's a really uh in incredible time of people coming together yeah. and and having these mass meetings and it's a renaissance in in trade unionism yeah. is possibly going yeah. on and you know i think we could we could get to a place where housing healthcare and education don't look the same yeah. in a year or two just after we thought we'd hit yeah. a wall um with the december election yeah. so i i am actually hopeful about that dearly dearly hope so and as ever optimism of the mm. will exactly yeah. okay i'm feeling yeah. it now i'm feeling good, that good, good that good vibe right on that note so yeah. comrades as as always, do reach out to us. Feel free to Zoom call, Skype yeah, call. Yeah, we're always on Zoom. Um, <laughs> yeah, if you see us out and about, probably don't get no. too close because you might get Shout arrested. Shout us to go inside. But feel free to wave. <laughs> exactly. If we message you with an aubergine or a splash awesome. emoji, we're just testing yeah. you. If if we ask you to hang yeah, out, you can't meet say up. Say no. 
um, but they'll yeah, we'll be testing hang you. out virtually. <laughs> yeah, they should use that old USSR poster where it's just like, yeah, <laughs> and it's just a guy just putting his hand up. No. <laughs> yeah, just, just no. Know. Whatever it no. is, just no. But we are, but we are going to find new ways to be with each other that don't contravene these new measures, which are are yeah. what they are. All right. Okay. So all the all best. best. Goodbye. Take care of yourselves and each other. Yeah, I